Hey, I'm I'm cutting the intro down early. It takes almost a minute. I'm cutting it early. I, I got to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. Um, school shooting, Texas. Nineteen children, and uh, two adults. One teacher was it two teachers dead? How many children injured? I got to look that up. There's people talking about it. And they're talking about it and they're talking about it. And I'm looking at the timeline of everything. And there's just some things that people, I, I don't know. Is it me? Is it just me? Am I looking at this wrong? But I, I, I gotta, I have to. I'm looking up the timeline of that shooting. And on CBS News, they updated it on May 28th at 4.14 p.m. So this is now Monday the 30th, 42 minutes into it. Sunday, Saturday at 4.14 p.m. They updated the timeline. And all the times listed here is central daylight time. And I got to give my opinions on everything. Because there's people not understand these police officers didn't go in. According to CBS... Dot com. Is, is there a person by Alex Sunby? All right. Did a timeline. Imagine, if you will, 1127 a.m., an exterior door to the school is propped open by a teacher. Uh, why? Well, it's probably Texas, and it's probably hot outside. Um, I was stationed in Texas for three years, and the first summer it hit 106 and it was dry heat. What a culture shock. I'm used to humidity. And in the 90s, we had 102. That was years ago. Um, but at 1128, the gunman's truck crashes into a ditch near the school. Four minutes earlier, he had like just shot his grandmother in the face. She was actually able, she survived for a little bit, went across the street, I I think, and, ha and had... Them call the cops. A teacher runs into a room in the school to retrieve a phone and goes back to the open door. So the teacher saw the truck crash. Didn't know who was in the truck, but a truck had crashed into a ditch. Two males from a nearby funeral home head to the scene of the crash. Hey, you see a car crash. What's the first thing you're going to do? You know, go see if they're okay. See if you can offer any help. But start running towards the funeral home and they see the gunman with a weapon. This guy, oh, he survived and he's got a weapon. He starts firing at them but doesn't hit them. So they're going back to the funeral home and they, no doubt somebody's calling 911 already. At 11.30, a person, apparently the teacher, calls 911 to report the crash and the armed gunman. Was that door still propped open? I don't know. Probably. <clears throat> At 11.31, the gunman reaches the last row of vehicles in the school parking lot. The gunman begins shooting at the school. 911 was called a minute before. Police vehicles are responding to the funeral home. Because at the funeral home, they have already called 911 also. Because... If they had their cell phone with them, they would have called 911 over a crash if the person was injured. 
But this dude gets out and he's got a weapon. A firearm of some kind. That's a rifle? Does it say already? It just says uh, with a weapon. So they ran back to the funeral home like, we're safe in this building. Lock the doors. Call 911. You don't call 911 when you're outside. There's an armed gunman there. He might say, did I hit him? You know, go back and make sure it finishes the job. <clears throat> the police, okay, police vehicles are responding to the funeral home. A school resource officer responds to the to the school from off campus. This is at 1131. 911 was called at 1130. 1131, a minute later, you got a school resource officer responding to the school from off campus, driving past the gunman who was hunkered down behind a vehicle. Did he see the gunman? Drive by, you know, don't know. Did he see him? The resource officer speeds towards a teacher behind the school, thinking they was a suspect. That's the first thing you do. Not unless that person's waving their arms in the air. I, I don't know. 11.32. Multiple shots are fired at the school. Dude's not in the school yet, but he's outside. Where exactly is he? Which way is he firing? You're not going to say, hey, let's, you know, which way is he firing? Hey, pick, you know, you're going to just duck. <laughs> That's the first thing you do because bullets can go through glass. They can go, some bullets can go through cars, some through walls. 11.33, the gunman enters the school. He then begins shooting into room 111 or room 112 in the school, which are connected by a doorway through their shared wall. The gunman fired at least 100 rounds. Now, the police are on their way. They were just called two minutes earlier or three minutes earlier. They're on their way. And you got a school resource officer that's there. But the first thing, he doesn't see the gunman. He sees the teacher in the back of the school. That's where every police officer would go. What's going on? Where's the gunman? Where's these shots coming from? You know, if you're going to duck down, are you ducking down where it's safe? Or are you now between, is there nothing between you and the gunman? Don't know. At 11.35, three Uvalde police officers enter the school through the same door as the gunman. Probably the one that was propped open by the teacher. Get some, get some air in there, ventilation, something. Two of those officers suffered, suffered grazing wounds from the gunman. Was the gunman in, were they in the hallway? Did the, the gunman shoot through a door? Um, some bullets can go through walls. Um, don't know. Um, later, three additional police officers and a sheriff's deputy entered the school. Yeah, uh, three... Three additional police and a sheriff's deputy. That's four plus three more. That's seven police officers was already in the school. We, we need to hear their testimony. We need to hear about from them. 1137 to 1144, another 16 rounds were fired. Do we know what was going on in there? No, ask those officers. Ask them. Seven of them, at least seven was in the building already. 
1151, a police sergeant and other law enforcement agents arrive at the school. There's already people, there's already officers in the school. Who is taking charges? There's somebody in there taking charge, taking orders, giving orders. What's going on? At 12.03, oh my gosh, it's another 12 minutes later. You know, what is not listed here, we don't know. Let the investigations go on. Don't assume. But according to this, um, by 11.35, it all started at 11.31. The gunman goes into the school. And 11.35, there's already seven police officers in there. Two of them suffered grazing wounds from the gunman. So they were being fired at. Then another 16 rounds were fired. Where? Which direction? Don't know. 1151, a police sergeant and other law enforcement agents arrive at the school. At 12.03, as many as 19 officers are in the school hallway. A student in room 112, whom uh, someone who couldn't be identified, calls 911 for a minute and 23 seconds. Whispering, she was in room 112. Was the gunman in 111 or 112? Um, at 12.10, the student calls 911 again, saying multiple people are dead. 12.13, she calls 911 again. Oh, these poor kids. 12.15, members of a Border Patrol tactical unit arrive at the school. 1216, the student from room 112 calls 911 again, saying eight to nine students were alive. You know, I'd like to hear the recordings. No, I don't. Of the 911 calls. I don't want to hear it. Um, somebody hear it. And then just tell us, you know, what the outline of it, something. I don't want to hear it. I'll read the transcript if it gets when it gets released. 1219, another female in room 111 calls 911. So there's students from room 111 and 112 calling 911. The call was disconnected when another student told her to hang up. I guess maybe the gunman can see them, might be able to hear them. Was they hiding in the closet? I don't know. The gunman believed at 1221, the gunman believed to be at one of the doors to the pair of classrooms fires again. The group of law enforcement officers and agents moved down the hallway during a 911 call made at this time. The sound of three shots being, fi being fired were heard. I'm certain the police didn't know, like, is this a hostage situation now? What's going on? What's in the mindset of this shooter? You know, we already know that eight to nine students were alive and uh, multiple people are dead. But now is the gunman with the people who are alive? Is there going to be a hostage situation? What's going on? And you got to call these tactical people because they got stuff like body armor. You know, you, you remember from the the... You know, a year, two, three years ago, the, uh, the the riots, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, you know, the cops should not have all these weapons like the military. We need to demilitarize the police. 
you know, remember that? Yeah, that's like body armor. With no body armor, and you don't know where this gunman exactly is, and you just, you're going to storm the classroom to die without that armor, without without that shield, without that helmet, without some equipment that probably these local police didn't have. Is there a hostage situation going on? We don't know. You got to wait for the testimony from all these police officers, from any of the survivors. Huh. 1221, the gunman believed to be at one of the doors. Oh, yeah, already read that one. 1236, the first student to call 911 called again, saying, staying on the line for 21 seconds. She told 911 that he shot the door. So outside the door, you know, which door? Between the classrooms or the ones that go in the hallway? Were the police on the other side of the door? Trying to see inside, trying to, you know, what's going on in there? Approximately 1243 to 1247, the student called 911 again saying, please send the police now. Did the 911 operator say, honey, they're outside the door? You know, what was that conversation? We don't know. At 1246, the student said she could hear the police next door. Great. But we still got this gunman that was alive. Did he use all of his ammunition? How much does he have? What's going on? You don't know. 1250, the group of officers breach a locked door to the classroom using keys from a janitor. Shots are heard on a 911 call. The gunman is killed. 1251, during a 911 call, it sounds like the officers are moving children from the room. The, the, the call disconnects when it sounds like the student on the call is outside. Shortly before Tuesday's shooting, the gunman sent three private Facebook messages that he was going to shoot his grandmother, that he had done so, and he was going to shoot up a school. They were posted to a social to the social media platform, but they were not visible to the public. Who saw them and what did they do or not do? Now, now you're going to hear that that people are saying the cops refused to go inside. By that time, word was brought out, social media platforms, the news, local news had already gotten it. There was probably calls being made to parents. There's a shooting. First, I believe it was a shooting around the school. Then there was a shooting. Then there was a shooting at the school. Concerned parents are going and they're rushing. Now you got cops outside. There's cops inside and there's cops outside. People are yelling at the cops outside, go in there. There was already police in there. And I can remind you that bullets can travel through walls. <coughs> Some bullets can. Did he have those kind? I don't know. We don't know. But the people outside needed to stand back, get to safety, hide behind something, and can't phantom what they went through. Unless you go through it too, but I, I'm certain they would want to storm the school themselves. But at the time, there was an armed gunman in there. 
and from past history of shootings, gunmen get, you know, know that they're going to be going down in a firefight, whatever alive people there are, they'll just start shooting. Everybody was in this situation. There was, like I said, like I read, you know, updated just Saturday, there was police already in the building. We need to have the police outside the building too. They have a perimeter to, you know, was there any more? Was there more than one gunman? But the police outside was to try to keep order and keep people safe. Because like I said, bullets can travel through walls. Some walls, some bullets. Don't listen to people who say that the police didn't go in. They're changing that blue line American flag to a yellow. And think about all this the next time, uh, you know, someone says we need to defund the police. No. No. We need police to have the proper body armor to be the first one at a shooting, to storm that class, to, to storm and run straight towards that gunman and take them out without being killed themselves. Oh, let me get a drink here. This is a long one today. But also, yeah, controversy, here it goes. You know, almost at the 18-minute mark of this, I believe some teachers, if they want to be, they should be armed. Uh, believe the gunman would have been taken out a long time before. But I believe some teachers, if they want to be, they should be armed. And yeah, I, there was a post on Facebook that I did. And I just said, if I was a teacher, I would want to be armed. And boy, did I get a lot of backlash from that. You know, you shouldn't be a teacher. I don't want my kids in your classroom and stuff like that. Not every teacher. Don't force every teacher to be armed. Just some of those who want to be. Sure, let them. Don't let any other teachers know if it makes them feel better. Secretly be armed, have it somewhere where it's safe. You got you should take all these classes, talk to the principal, talk to the school board, talk to the police, have them privately come by and look at your classroom. Where would a safe place to, you know, for that weapon to be, to be locked up, then only you can get to it. And if anything should happen, you should be trained to know what to do. I took the uh, one for my CPL. <clears throat> Do I have weapons? I have a Nerf gun. I'm not afraid to use it. I got an ink pen in the computer. <clears throat> but if I had a gun in my home, someone came into my home, I'd want to know how to lock and load and aim center mass. When I was in the Army, we trained that. Train. Train to do what? Train to, to load our weapons and fire. Train to change the magazines, put in more, put in more uh, bullets, fire. We were trained to duck and cover. We were trained to patch up any kind of wounds anybody got. You know, apply a tourniquet to an arm or a leg and, you know, to patch up any kind of wounds to the stomach or the lungs. 
We trained. Fort Hood, Texas, it was every Wednesday. Enlisted. If you're not an officer, you're any kind of a private to the uh, command sergeant major of the post. Five hours, Wednesdays. You're training in something. First aid, your weapons, taking it apart, putting it back together, cleaning it. Something, anything. First aid especially. We had these signs, combat readiness. And lately with this Iraq and Afghanistan and stuff, we learned. Soldiers learned and the civilians learned what combat readiness meant. It means today you're, you know, saving money for college. Tomorrow you're going to be on an airplane going somewhere. You thought it was just, you know, for every dollar you save for college, they give you two signing bonus something. Oh, no, combat readiness. But then with all this training we were doing, the military found out we was using what we learned when we would go to the lake, go on vacation. There was uh, Fort Hood, Texas. There's a lake nearby. And uh, these soldiers were driving out to the lake. They were going on the freeway. And they saw a car crash into a ditch. And it came out and tipped over on the main road. And immediately they knew what to do. Car pulled over. Four soldiers gets out. Three of them run to give first aid right away. The fourth one is directing traffic. The three, hey, we got this. You direct these cars away from here. Immediately they went in. And they did what they could until the police and the ambulance showed up. So they changed the combat readiness posters to just readiness, to be ready at any given time. Our police officers, to be ready for an active gunman, they need their proper equipment. Um, I've seen a couple videos where a a Black Lives Matter leader who was totally anti-police, and um, I got to research another one. There was a student, I believe, that was anti-police. And both of these were invited to go to training program that the police actually do. Active shooter, stuff like that. They had failed miserably. I know a police, I know some police officers, some five seven. There's one that's about as short as I am, but he works out. The police have to be one up on the bad guys. I believe if these local police had the equipment they wanted, needed, they could have stormed that classroom earlier. I believe that if, name it, if teachers were allowed to carry or have a gun in their classroom, it could have been over with earlier. Um, that one door shouldn't have been propped open. Why was it propped open? Probably to get more ventilation in the classroom. Um, in other classrooms in that same school, the police came up to the windows, opened the window, get have the kids climb out the windows. Anything. But unless you were physically there, I'm not physically there, 
get off of social media. Quit, you know, just say to these, just just reply. I don't care what you think of the police or not. You know, if they did right or not, they could have did more or not. Just say, hey, let's wait for the final investigation. Read this timeline here. <clears throat> um, CBS. Let me see. Where is it? CBSnews.com. And it was uh, Texas law enforcement official. Texas law enforcement official provides detailed timeline of deadly, deadly school shooting and police response. Updated 4.14 p.m. by Alex Sunby. Um, look that up. If there's another one, let me know. But this is it. What we can do, instead of saying woulda, shoulda, coulda, we need to find out if there's a way we can support the families. And also, hug your children a little tighter. You got kids in school. You know, ask the principal. What, what kind of provisions, safety provisions they got at their school. If you know somebody in your neighborhood who's stupid, harms animals, something, tell somebody. Snitches don't get stitches. Snitches should be praised after a while. Remain anonymous and praised later. That this, this shooter, something was wrong. And his mother actually came out and, you know, forgive him. He did what he had to do. Like, what? I'm, oh, my gosh. I'm going to look this up. Yeah, this is a long one today. Um, Texas. Shooter. Let me, let me spell it right. H-O-O-T-E-R. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Two days ago, Texas, mother of Texas school shooting suspect, was praying on the front porch of her parents' home. Thursday evening, mother of the gunman who shot and killed 19 children, two teachers, says she wants pu public to forgive him for what he did. She says, I have no words. I have no words to say. I don't know what he was thinking. She said tearfully. Well, it was tearfully. Ask her again. Um, he had his reasons for doing what he did, and please don't judge him. I only want the innocent children who died to forgive me. Guess the boy was living with his grandmother. Don't know why. Mom's like distraught. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. She's going to have for the rest of her life. I don't know. Um, parents, hug your children. Put down your games and play their games. You know, if they want to play, I don't know, go outside and play on a swing, push them on a swing. If they want to stay inside and watch a silly movie, watch it with them. You might have seen that movie dozens of times before. Ask them questions about it. Ask them what they think about it. Interact with your kids. I, I tell you, my, my kids, um, when they were young, 
you know, we'd go to the Blockbuster and rent movies, you know, have a have a Saturday, we'd just watch movies. I let them choose the movies. I didn't choose one. And when they were young, they were choosing Power Rangers and Mary Kate and Ashley was doing the the their videos when they were you know young, like four or five years old, the Olsen Twins Mystery Agency. We solve any crime by dinner time. We got a kick out of watching those and the movies they made when they were very young and they were silly and stuff like that. And my kids like that sense of humor and I'm watching it with them and I'm asking them questions like, you know, those two girls related? And like, yeah, dads are twins. And I knew that. Um, yeah, I, I can't tell you when's the last time I played a video game. I gave one away to my daughter and the other one's packed away still. I don't think I played it in like seven, eight years. I don't know. Now that I got grandchildren, when I'm with them, it's grandchildren time. When I'm with a friend, I turn my phone, you know, hey, it's it's your time. It's not my phone time. I didn't invite you out to dinner so I can play on my phone. Oh, anyway, this is turning red. I don't know why the timer. Oh. 30 minutes. Okay, I'm leaving now. I got 30 seconds left and I got to stop anyway. Good night.